<laughs> Thank you. All right, good, 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 good. So, creation speaks. All creation sings. Are you listening? Well, uh, I just came back from a really, 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 really good conference. Really good? Did I say really? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't have time to tell you the content because there's way too much. It's deep. It's wide. But then I came back and I found out uh, you guys had an amazing speaker last week. Nancy, you did a fantastic job sharing from your heart. It was like I've been posting it wherever I could because I, I just thought it was good. Lori came home, Mike, you got to hear it. it was good. You need to listen to it. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, I know what it means. <laughs> but it was really good. If you have not heard it, go online and watch. Uh, it's for you. It's for me. And it comes from her heart. Growing up in the church, um, in fact, just for, okay, now, now I get it. I was just talking to Rod during one of the songs, uh, Blessed Assurance, uh, something about rapture was in there. Did you guys see that rapture song or that uh, word? Um, so I said, what does that even mean? And so he looks it up. And then uh, uh, there's a couple of definitions, and one of them has to do with an elated sense of awe, something like that. Uh, and then there's another one that, uh, that said, and fundamentalists believe it's some sort of halfway meeting point uh, for Christians <laughs> when Jesus returns or something. Was, I went, what? And uh, it made me realize what this, the purpose of today is, the reason why I'm covering this topic. Growing up in the church, I was brought up in a system that was set up with the hope of escape. Fear. Scare the hell right out of you. Say this prayer. Watch these movies. Say the prayer again, just to make sure. Do you know what I mean? Because it, 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 at some point, the world's going to get destroyed. And that is God's love. <laughs> Do you want to know him? Well, guess what that did? And they don't even know they've done it. It submits to no respect for this earth. Heck, we're leaving anyway, so let's, who cares if it gets destroyed? You know, it's all part of God's plan for things getting worse. Can you see it? And please don't crucify me and call me a heretic for what I'm about to say. I'm telling you in advance. There was a, a movie that came out several years ago that God used to kind of trigger something in me. And yet the church at large said, hey, that's a pantheistic movie. No, that cannot be. No, no, no. And they said, don't watch that movie, which means go watch that movie. <laughs> the fundamental church is by far the best promoter of movies. <laughs> okay, this is true. How many have seen the movie Avatar. Uh, I loved it. Yeah, it's a bunch of and all that stuff too, but you know, which I like. Um, <laughs> but the concept blew me away. And what was happening to me at the time of watching the movie, I had been growing deeper in my understanding of my union with Jesus. And not only that, I've been looking at what the scriptures say about Christ holding all things together, every molecule, particle. Everything is held together by Christ. Which we're going to see a couple of verses on that. And then in the movie, it talks about, the, hey, everything's interconnected. And went, yeah, it's 
pushing the limits a little bit. Of course, that's the way the movie was set up. And yet there is something about our interconnectivity. There's something that is connected because if Christ holds all things together, by the way, I'm not going to go worship a tree, okay? That's not what this is about. This is about recognizing the tree is held together by Christ. I don't worship it, but I recognize I too am created, just like the tree, the the water, the, the fish, the birds, the animals, everything has been created. It has a source. And then I realized, oh my goodness, uh, I do also have to play a part in my environment. And it's been a very slow, shifting change, okay? You know, we started recycling. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But that's part of the, that contributes to the message of taking care of this earth. There are extremists, but there's also the other extremists the other way. So each of us has to find our place and recognize, hey, I'm starting to see God's beauty in all of creation. And all of creation is singing a song of some kind. Everything is being held together. So out of that, this comes up. E equals MC squared. Energy equals milk and coffee. Okay? Just kidding. Albert Einstein. Interesting fella. He, uh, uh, by the way, I'm not a science guy at all. Okay, so I have to be careful how much I say because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to what I know versus what I don't know. But what I'm learning is there's a, an individual who asked a lot of questions and the Christian community really didn't like him too much. And yet he pointed to more truth than you and I could imagine on a much smaller level that we could not see. He saw things and perceived things we're only now confirming and able to reproduce and, and we're seeing in science how it's not it's actually pointing to a great designer, not atheism per se, especially physicists. There's a lot of energy in this world. You know, they they say we are made up of energy. Every molecule is moving it, there's the vibration in us. You've heard of that before, right? Hence, you have the magnetic stuff for healing. You have the energy healers. They're not all weird. There is some credibility there. Be careful. Life is energy. We are energy. I take a look at uh, our bodies. They vibrate. We have energy. We have a, we have a rock band in, our, in us, a drum beat that keeps our heart flowing. And if you were to zoom in and listen to what that sounds like, it's wild. Just a, whatever that is. Like it, it, there's a rhythm to it. There's a pace. Everything sends out a signal. You send out a signal. I send one out. I receive yours. You receive mine. You can walk into a room and suddenly you can tell either the energy gets sucked out because of the negativity of the person walking in or it's elevated because of the person coming in with whatever good attitude. We affect each other. If mom and dad are in the kitchen having a fight and the kid walks in, they know full well something ain't right. The vibes are wrong. Imagine little babies. We think, oh, they can't hear us. It's not affecting our, our fighting is not affecting them. Oh, yes, it does. The vibrations, the sounds. I'm not going to get into all that because it's, it's too big. But our universe, it has an intelligent design, an order, a beauty, 
a grandeur. It bears witness to a divine designer. Nature is one of God's beautiful creations, and through nature, God is able to teach us, speak to us, reveals himself to us in nature. It's one way of it. Nature isn't God, but it reveals who he is in languages we may not be aware of. Do we have ears to hear? Do we have eyes to see? Are we even looking? Albert Einstein says this, there is an extremely powerful force that so far science has not found a formal explanation to. It is a force that includes and governs all others. This universal force is love. I believe it's Einstein who who asked the question, the, the most important question in life, he said, was, I'm pretty sure it was Albert, is the universe a safe place? I'm seeing now that the universe is. It is being held together by Christ. And he's safe. And he's good. When we start to look for it, we'll see it. If you're only looking for bad, you're going to find bad. If you begin to look intently for the good around you, in you, you'll see it. Many um, uh, scientists are uh, moving away from um, atheism, they're, they're not warm to the Christian religion, okay, as in the system. But there's two words here, deism and theism. Deism implies there is some higher power out there. Um, there has to be something greater than us. Some people call it the force, the universe. Um, there's other words people use. Other religions have different words for what's out there. But then theism has to do with believing there's a personal God. I'm a theist. You know, that's why atheist, there is no noble God. And this is just a comparison. I believe Einstein was a deist. There's something out there that's bigger, which is kind of cool. But brings us to our Bible. I'll read this for you in a minute. Don't read it yet. Um, just so you don't, I'll go like that. <laughs> just kidding. Um, our Bible is a revelation it, it has a lot of great information in it. And unfortunately, you can choose how you want to read it. You want to read it as a, a source uh, to create division amongst ourselves uh, or a way to love each other better. And uh, unfortunately, there's been a fight between scientists, Christian scientists and secular scientists, and they bash heads and butt heads and all this stuff. And then this next quote from Billy Graham blew me away. It, it kind of went, okay. Good. Now, now, now let's see what he says. I don't think that there's any conflict at all between science today and the scriptures. I think we have misinterpreted the scriptures many times. And we've tried to make the scriptures say things they weren't meant to say. I think that we have made a mistake by thinking the Bible is a scientific book. The Bible is not a book of science. The Bible is a book of redemption. And of course, I accept the creation story. I believe that God did create the universe. I believe that God created man. And whether it came by an evolutionary process at a certain point, he took this person or being and made them into a living soul or not, does not change the fact that God did create man. Whichever way God did it makes no difference as to what man is and man's relationship to God. That's pretty strong. I see, yes, there is science in the scriptures, but it's not your scientific textbook. You would fire 
a teacher if that was their textbook in science class. It's not a science book. It only reveals certain things. It is not the complete revelation of God. It's a good source, but it's not complete. Let me show you an example. Genesis 1 says, God said, let there be light. We all know that one, right? And there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called that light day and the darkness night. What day was that on? Day one, according to the seven days of creation, okay? But look further. The sun, moon, and stars. Sun, moon, and stars. Sun, moon, and stars. Weren't created until day four. Hmm. So what is that light that was created? Uh, sure, you have to bring that up now, wouldn't you? Well, there's a lot more we don't see. The light that we see from the sun is a source of light. All right? The moon is not light. It reflects light. You know that, right? But if we take a look at this, when we open our eyes and think we're seeing the whole world out there, but what has become clear, and really just in the last few centuries, is that when you look at the electromagnetic spectrum, we are seeing less than one one-tenth billion of the information, uh, one-tenth billion of the information that's riding on, on there. So we call that visible light, but everything else passes through our bodies is completely invisible to us. Even though we accept the reality that's presented to us, we're really only seeing a little window of what's happening. What we see right now is very little to what else is going on around us and through us. Sound waves. You name it. Like, so much going on. We think we know so much, and those who think they know everything, they see a sliver, just a sliver. Too bad you can't see it clearly, but... The greatness of God is not only getting bigger, but smaller. And the awe of that smaller is blowing my mind. Science is about patterns. Let's see if you can see any patterns in the scriptures today. I want to take you to some, um, what the scriptures point to. Because it's not a science book, but it's pointing to the source of the creation. And it's being done through literature, through people who wrote and I love this part here. Job 12, it says, But ask the animals, and they will teach you. Or the birds in the sky, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. Or let the fish in the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. Every living creature. Let's keep going. Psalm 8 verse 3 says, Look at the splendor of your skies, your creative genius glowing in the heavens. When I gaze at your moon and your stars, mounted like jewels in their setting, I know you are the fascinating artist who fashioned it all. There are times we're out uh, either up north or away from a city um, where you can see an unbelievable amount of stars and you just stare and go, Whoa. How many times in the last couple of weeks have you been drawn into a, a moment of beauty or revelation from God? I had one the other morning, just driving into work, and the sun was just coming up, and it was really cool because a storm had just gone. The rain had just poured, and suddenly the, I, I couldn't pull over to take a picture because there's too many cars in the road. And I said, what? Holy, whoa, sorry, What? It was amazing, just the brilliance of it. And you know, my first reaction was, wow, good morning, Father. 
That's happening more and more. Good morning, Father. <laughs> I was down in the ocean, not in, but, well, yes, I was for a little bit. Um, but I went, to, went down to Florida. Uh, I'm on the beach, and I see the moon so bright, shining down with brilliance, and then off to the side, <laughs> lightning, <laughs> lightning. And just to see it that clear with the stars, what? I'm used to having lightning only when the sky's full of clouds. You can't see beyond. I was in awe again. Each of us have our places. We appreciate beauty in many different facets. Psalm 19 says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Without a word. Their voice is never heard, yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. If you ever get sucked into this, uh, if you do a search of uh, sounds in nature or whatever, and you begin to, you know, what, what's, what's a cool sound? Or what animal does something we don't really know about? You're going to start to get awed pretty quick. A-W-E. Yeah. It'll, it'll blow your mind when you start to hear things. I remember when I was a young teenager, I had this uh, a friend of mine, he had these cassette tapes. Do you remember those? Um <laughs> that were whale sounds, just the recordings of whales. And it was supposed to be just like a soothing meditation thing. But I remember that. I remember going to sleep, listening to that, being in awe. What teenager does that? <laughs> whale sounds. What are you listening to? Whale sounds. <laughs> no. But I was awed by it. There's something soothing there was a pattern. There was sounds I was not used to because somebody recorded it. Were the sounds always going? Are they going right now? Yes, there's always sounds going. Are we hearing them all? If I blow this little tiny whistle and I blow really hard, none of us would probably hear it, but if you had your dog here, you know, put it into a seizure, you know. Like, there are pitches and sounds. That's why we have hearing aids for when some of that stuff just kind of doesn't work anymore. You know, vibration, sounds, things change. Are you listening? Are you hearing? Are you seeing? Psalm 96. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy. I wonder what that would sound like. I remember one night I was uh, uh, working at a camp and... Uh, it was really kind of windy that night, and I was out having to kind of supervise, make sure the kids stay in their cabins, and so I was like night security. And uh, sounds started to happen. I started to hear things, and it was wild to hear the way the sound of the wind blew through, through the trees, and then how it blew over here through something else. It's just a, it's almost a song. It was weird. I remember Steve McVeigh was telling a story about him riding on a, a sailboat. And uh, he was starting to hear this melodic sound coming. He called his wife out on the deck. He said, what do you want? He said, just come and listen, come and listen. And they sat and they listened to music from the tight strings of the masts and the wind cutting across it, creating harmonies that will blow your mind. There's music going on around you. 
even the scream of the little one. <laughs> Psalm 97 or 98.7 says, Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the earth and all living things join in. I want to play you, uh, uh, how, many, how many are bird lovers? Okay. So initially, I had uh, listened to a cricket thing. How many have heard of that cricket thing, Slow Down, God's Cricket Choir? How many have heard of that one? A few of you, okay. Um, this led me to another thing with birds. So while Huck, if they're going to slow down the, the cricket sounds, uh, what about other animals? Do they do it? And birds. It's amazing. We hear a and that's it, you know, whatever that is. I want to play this for you for this 30 seconds, a couple of birds, and then slow down of what the sound is because we're not used to it and we can't perceive that. And just take it in. See if it makes sense. So volume really loud from the computer. I really hope this works. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? This <laughs> is the sound you wouldn't be listening for. There's more going on than what we perceive, more than we can. Psalm 148 says, Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depths. Fire and hail, snow and louds, wind and weather that obey him. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds. Okay, that was weird for me. You know, fruit trees, really? <laughs> it has life in it, does it not? It does. All things, everything around you. Isaiah 43, 20. The wind, oh, sorry, the wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen. There's a provision for all of creation. Isaiah 44, sing for joy, you heavens, for the Lord has done this. Shout aloud, you earth beneath. Burst into song, you mountains, you forests, and all your trees. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob. He displays his glory in Israel. And more in Isaiah, you will live in joy and peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. I want to see that. Wouldn't that be cool? The sounds, all giving praise. What if that is happening on a very smaller level than we are aware of? At an energy level, appearing in and out, the molecules moving, vibrating. The vibration sends off a signal. John 1, God created Everything through him, speaking of Jesus. 
And nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. This is Jesus, capital W. And his life brought light to everyone. Everyone has light in them. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. We've talked about this before, about God being light, and his light shines through us. Those who do not believe in God still have the light shining through them. So if the light that is in them, then how great is dark? If that light is darkness to them, how great is that darkness to them? They're blind. Don't get mad at blind people for being blind. Chill. Love. Don't fight. Don't argue about religious things like that. That's just... I'm finding it more and more useless, and I'm embarrassed about the methods we've used in the past to try and win people to Jesus, to try and convince through science, and which helps. Authentic science will totally point to it. Or we use these manipulative tools to get them to say the prayer. How about the prayer is already in them? And if it's going to come out, let the Holy Spirit take care of that. Hebrews 1, 2 says, But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. Remember, Jesus is the one God used to create the world. We always perceive it as God created. Well, God, the Trinity did, together in harmony. But Jesus is given the credit. Very interesting. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. He spoke out of nothing and created. He spoke energy and boom. I have far more respect now for other uh, start-of-the-earth theories versus what I was just told. Because some of the stuff just now doesn't make sense anymore. Hmm. There are other ways to see this. Let's not get dogmatic. Really. There isn't just one answer to how we explain the scriptures. When we, when, all through church history, we can see different ways and categories of interpreting some of these scientific things. Let's just be careful to not become so dogmatic we wreck relationship for the sake of trying to be right. 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says, Yet for us there is one God, the Father, whom, from whom all things and for whom we exist, one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all things and through whom we exist. Everything is in Christ. All of creation is in Christ. We see it as going like this. In fact, if I had a... Uh, um, how many have ever done archery? Okay, you, you, you pull back and you, you try and hit what? What part of the target? The bullseye, the middle. If, you're an, if you're, you shoot, same thing. You, you go for the middle. And I'm afraid that in Western Christianity, we have made the bullseye the goal. And the bullseye says being right. Whoever's most right, most center, gets to have rank. And we say, this is where we have to arrive for the love of God. It's the center of the bullseye. That is, this is how we understand it. What if it's actually the exact opposite? What if it begins with Jesus in the middle, and he is releasing truth and revelation that's getting wider and farther? What about 
the good news reaching farther into the universe. The world, it's expanding. That's what we're, we're seeing it in, in science. What if all creation is singing we're not hearing it? What if the love of God is wider than we ever thought? Here's an example. If you have grown at all in your understanding of who you believe God to be in the last year or two, you've not grown in towards the bullseye. You've grown outward, wider, farther. The love of God is reaching much farther than we ever thought. I like it. Colossians 1, 15 to 17 says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. I'm seeing union in all of this. Union with Christ. There is no separation. The only separation people have is in their minds. For Christ holds us together, factually, objectively. Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. It's not our words that are going to convince anybody that God loves them. It's going to be our actions. It's going to be the Holy Spirit revealing it to them. Not a clever book, not a clever sermon, none of that stuff. Can it lead to it? Sure. Can't discount it. I'm just saying that is not the goal. Recognizing it as Christ who holds them together and he will speak truth to all those who are ready to receive him. Romans 11.36 says, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Are we getting this all things part yet? Is there something I'm missing? Have I repeated it enough? Have you seen a pattern? Boom, 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 boom. All creation sings back to its creator. Have you ever heard a choir sing beautifully? Have you heard soloists? Have you heard bands, worship teams, sing together in beautiful harmony? We're a creation. We sing back. Not to get God to bless us, but in response to his blessings. His goodness that he pours out on us. You wonder where this God is? Take a look at the sustainability of life on earth. If you want to start to think, hey man, did, we just, did it just happen out of nowhere? I believe we have a creator, a designer. Take a look at the precise rate of the earth's rotation. I have no idea what it is. The earth and it's the right size. If it was any bigger, it would be different from the moon and all that weird stuff. I don't get it all, but what? If you're this interested, you go look it up yourself. Um, the earth's crust is just the right size, I read, and I got this from uh, the Blue Letter Bible um, uh, online. The moon is just the right distance from the earth. If it was a little closer or whatever, it would change things. The composition of the atmosphere is perfect to sustain life. The angle of the earth is just right for us to survive. The atmosphere is perfect. We have an atmosphere. We're the only planet in this solar system that has life like this. 
So, hmm. What else? Can I have the lights off for a second? Anybody know what this is? Or guess? Stage light out? Look carefully. It's a dragonfly. Zoomed, zoomed in. What do we not perceive? What can we not see? Lights on. There's beauty if you look. There's wonder all around you. <laughs> I was coming up the steps <laughs> this morning. There's a great big spider walking along the steps, and normally I go, ha, 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 ha. I didn't. I went, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I let it go. I know it sounds silly, but I thought, okay, it's, it's got its job, and there's certain places I don't want them. It was right near, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there's an awareness that is gently growing. Terry has a horse farm. Horses are so absolutely incredible with what they can perceive, read, feel your emotions. They sense things that would blow your mind if you do a little bit of research. Like He gets to walk with it all the time. Sometimes they're stubborn, but that's only when you're trying to train them. <laughs> but the beauty in creation. Look at certain dogs that are used for what? Emotional therapy? They're able to read your soul? What is that? That's not physical. Exactly. There's more going on than you know. So, next time. When you see it, when you hear it, rejoice. Get excited about music. Hear the love of God in music. All kinds of music. Okay, it doesn't have to be Christian music. There's no such thing as Christian, non-Christian music. It doesn't exist. There are Christian lyrics and non-Christian lyrics, but music, uh-uh. Where does it say that anyway? Oh, right, nowhere. <laughs> Rejoice in music. For all kinds, when you hear it. In movies, you're going to see God revealed in movies in ways you didn't see coming. There's a lot of genres out there that reveal God. Love in the world. Do we see love anywhere else in the world? Or is it just where, where we are? Do we see healthy relationships? Do we see people going and helping in crises? That's love. Yes, it is all around the world. And who is the author of love? Who is love? It is Jesus. Just because they don't recognize the source, they're still loving. And animals. Take a look at uh, dolphins for a moment. You know, those are fascinating, brilliant creatures that send off wave signals, or what do you call that frequency that goes out? Sonar. You know, they're brilliant. When you begin to look at the depth of creation, the eyeball for a moment, how intricate it is. Seriously? That just happened? Really? I don't think so. Beauty in nature, mountains and rivers, lakes and beaches. I like beaches. Written in books and literature. You're going to see the love of God through secular literature as well as Christian literature. Don't lock yourself up in just reading the Christian stuff. Trust your heart. In other religions, can you believe that? Wait a minute. God revealed in other religions? Yes. 
Just because they see things differently than us does not mean we get to knock them out and say, uh, um, uh, you're out, we're in. You cannot do that. They have been given a revelation. My hunch is, I've arrived at my place right now where I believe God is that source. He is that universe. He is the energy. He is it. I have a name for him. Yahweh. Okay? Just let people be on their journey, on their paths. It's okay. Look at the responses to disasters. That's the love part. Advances in health sciences. Look what's been going on in science. All the ways people are getting fixed up. I just heard of a, a surgery that just happened to a pregnant mom. Uh, they, they fixed the baby's back while still in the womb. What? That's like insane. Science is growing, expanding. The information is growing so rapidly from what we knew 100 years ago to now. Really? Wow. Art. Oh my goodness, art. Beauty in art. The expressions of art. All kinds of art. We need to listen to those who are artists. Musicians and artists. The art ones who actually do the drawing and all that stuff in very creative ways. There's an expression of divinity coming through them. When they're four, you kind of, hmm. Okay, thanks, Johnny. Good job. <laughs> you know, like, but as people grow, the artistic Vision increases. I can't draw worth beans. Advancements in knowledge, science, and quantum physics. These will point to a great creator. It will point to something out there. Something has to be bigger than just, oops, it happened. I'm loving my journey. I'm starting to see Christ in so many more things than what I was told. Because I was given a box, and this is how we see Christ. And anything outside that box cannot be Christ. Well, goodbye box. Hello, Revelation. Not from what I'm saying, but from what the Holy Spirit will wake you up to. You are going to see it your way, wherever you are. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear, I hope you're listening. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, please continue to reveal your glory, your goodness, your majesty, your power, your awesomeness to us. Help us to not be as distracted as we are in our super busy society. Teach us to slow down and contemplate your goodness. Thank you for all you've given us, all of our provisions, and thank you for this world that you've given us to live in and enjoy. May we treat it better, better than we are, and may we love others better than we are. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.